1: All right, live from Studio Six B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Sick Rick's going to do some sports. Paul Nolan's going to do the news. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Friend holding it down, as always. Good to be in on a Wednesday. Glad you're a part of the show, as always. The number to call... No, no, not tonight. <laughs> Harry's not here, but we're... Th- well, we're th- <laughs> <Poor> Harry. <laughs> we're thinking about Harry today. Harry had his uh, final funny? treatment today. Nice. And I know he says these days he's always uh, not feeling great, so... Harry, if you're good enough to be watching the show, we're thinking about you. Hope everything went good. We'll touch base with you later. But uh... and,
2: and everybody has his phone number
1: anyway, so send him a message <laughs> yeah. and say hi. You know, a good po- <laughs> You know, that's a great point. Tonight, tonight would be a great no- time. <laughs> oh, that's great. We well, poor, poor guy. <laughs> tonight would be a great time to send <laughs> to- send Harry a little love. You know,
2: so. Yeah, so maybe a picture.
3: <laughs> hey, thanks for calling. <laughs> that's yeah. going to
1: be voicemail. Instant message him, whatever you got oh, to do. So be, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, well, lots to get into. Um, I heard Joe Biden was sending a tank to, um, to Ukraine. And I thought somehow it involved Jerry Nadler or something. I didn't know. At first I was like, I wonder what he's doing, but, uh, no, it's actually a real, real tank. I guess we decided we're going to arm both sides now. Yes. We're going to arm Ukraine. And of course Russia is going to go after all the stuff that Biden left in Afghanistan. So he's really, he's got this down. He's Good got stuff. it down. Good stuff. Let's go right to uh, cut zero, G, because I want to remind people of when he, uh, this was not that long ago. He speaking to the Democrat, um, wherever they were. Uh, roll that.
4: But, look, the idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going <laughs> in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, That's called World War III. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: Okay. There you go. Time to
4: see here.
1: Yeah, quite the... uh... Quite the flip-flopperino there, Paul Nolan, would you say?
5: Oh, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. I mean, the military-industrial complex is just going to keep rolling along. Neocons are going to have their way. It's just so funny when we, when wars would come, we would, you know, get behind American and the soldier. And now it's just like they bring our soldiers home. They, they throw them out like they're empty shell casings. They discard them like they're, you know, like they're useless. And all these wars, in, you know, since World War II, it just feels like it's all been one just you know just one big racket after another Smedley Butler said it best you know it's just uh it's just a shame man you know you, you could have set your watch the neocons when once the big pharma got out of the way it's time for us to make our trillions so yeah once at the at pandemic stopped working you know, it's like well we got to find something else yeah yeah, yeah. and that's expense and suffering of just civil people just trying to just get through their day raise their kids and have a better life, and. No, they they can't have. They're not having. They're psychopaths. Sociopaths and psychopaths and demented evil bastards rule the world.
1: And um, like we said, literally almost we're arming now both sides with Putin supposedly trying to go after what we left around in Afghanistan and now sending tanks to um, uh, 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Germany is going to send 14 Leopard, two battle tanks. Um and, well, just quite the, quite the flip-flop from Biden in his World War Three, And then today it's a good idea because he spoke to that guy from that outfit over there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he did it again, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. That would be cut one, G. Oh, How are we doing on the other thing, G? Still waiting?
4: Uh, cut one quickly, yes. The Secretary of State, the Secretary of, of, the, uh, of uh, uh, the Military, I'd uh, be behind me. Uh, are uh, they? They've been deeply, deeply involved in this uh, this whole effort. Armored capability, as uh, General Austin will tell you, uh, uh, speak has been has been critical.
1: Huh? Oh my God, huh? yeah, he's critical. <laughs> Must have been a really a big, important meeting that they had. He can't remember who he is. He cannot remember who he is. No. Yeah.
5: I'm just so glad he's in charge. Right. I feel so confident. All
1: right, I have to get to this breaking news. There's, there's not, I watch a lot of stuff, and there's not many things I watch that I go, oh, my God, this is one. Pay attention and buckle in. Roll it, G.
6: What is Pfizer doing? I guess to optimize, you know, the vaccines now. Oh, we actually have a meeting about that today. So there's a lot. Really, they're doing nothing. Uh,
7: I don't know how I should say this. <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this.
6: We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can perhaps, uh, create new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? <laughs> so that's, like, one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like, the future, like, maybe we can, like, create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay, so he, Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. I mean, that's why it was, <laughs> a, it was a thought that came up at a meeting. And we were like, why Why do we not? It was like, we're going to consider that. There'll be more discussions. Okay. Not exactly actually, right? We're like, wait a minute. Like, people won't like that.
7: <laughs> that's right. It appears that Pfizer is internally discussing the possibility of mutating the COVID virus themselves, in order to tailor a vaccine to sell to the public. Listen to Walker describe in detail just how they would conduct such a scientific experiment first in living animals. So the way that we're thinking about it, mean, don't tell anyone this okay. is. You have what You got You got to publish your Okay, right?
6: So, um, so the way it would work is like, we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively, like, cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them, and then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey, and you just constantly actively mutate it. That's one way. Okay. Or you can even do, like, directed, like, simulation, which, like, we. Sure. And then you just sample what the different like um, like uh, proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time. So okay. Then you can see the mutation. Then you can kind of force it to mutate in a certain way you want. Okay. But you have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate, which doesn't create something that, like you know, it goes everywhere.
2: Something which, crazy. But
6: is the way that the virus started moving on I mean, To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. Like
7: yeah, I know. COVID virus experimentation on live monkeys. This is unethical, to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. So,
6: I mean, when is Pfizer going to implement the
7: mutation of all these viruses? I don't
6: know. depends on how the experiments work out. Because this is just like something we're dying, right? It sounds like gain-of-function to me. <laughs> I don't know, it's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's it's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution. Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so I mean is that what it is? Man? Maybe I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Well you're not supposed to do gain of function research of the viruses, like yeah. they write not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can. Yeah. So there, there is research i research about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There not be any more outbreaks. Cause like- so um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but, uh, it seems like from what i they're kind of optimizing it, but the growing slow. they were very cautious. Like, you know, right. obviously don't want to recover, uh, accelerate it too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that like you're trying to like, figure out future mutation. Boy, so did that, did the whole virus mutation thing, like, come from your executive, Sarah? No, no, no. That came from, like, we have, like, chief scientific officers in, like, the other divisions.
7: In a subsequent meeting, our undercover journalist asked if this type of gain-of-function research is already being studied at <coughs> Pfizer. But no, as long as it's called directed evolution, Pfizer's in the clear. What, what's the goal for Pfizer well, doing that? So probably what they want to do
6: is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure out, like, you know, there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up. Why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine prophylaxis for like new variants. Yeah. So that's why they're thinking, like, if we do it in control of the lab, then we say, oh, this is an epitope. And so then if they, it comes out later on, like in the public, we already have a vaccine kind of working on it. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that, the, like, the best business model, though? Like, just control nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works. We'll what it do easy. you mean if it works? Because, like, sometimes it would just mutations that pop up, right, and we're not prepared for it, like with Delta or Omicron right. and things like that. So, who knows? I mean, either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID will probably be a cash cow for us for a while going for it. Well, yeah. I obviously like it. <laughs> Well, I think the whole, you know, I think the whole, like, research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate, like, cash cow. Yeah, it would be perfect.
7: Now, you would think that creating viruses to sell the vaccine would be illegal, but no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, a revolving door for all government officials. Unquote.
6: Okay. A revolving door for all government officials. Wow.
7: Yeah, for any industry. though. So, like,
6: in the farming industry, all the government uh, officials who, like, you know, review our drugs, eventually yeah. come work for farming companies. Like in the military, like, all the like army and defense like government officials eventually go work for the defense companies afterwards. How do you feel about that revolving door? Like, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad
7: for everybody else?
6: Regulators who approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated, they want to go work for the company. Then I gotta be as
7: hard as the We talked to Dr. Robert Malone, physician, scientist, and author, to get his take on the comments made by Jordan Walker.
8: You're gaining function. You're creating a new function in virus one by adding elements from virus two, infecting one monkey and then another monkey. That's called serial passage. That appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the humanized mouse strains that I believe were obtained from uh, EcoHealth Alliance. That's an example of directed evolution. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris and arrogance and immaturity, if this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard for the human toll, it's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible For Pfizer to circumvent international or national law, I think that is undeniable. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably
7: worldwide. Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it. With governments turning a blind eye and Pfizer hiding information from the public, this is an ongoing story. Be brave, do something, spread these videos, and stay tuned.
1: Like I said, there's not many things I watched that almost take me off my seat. When I heard, why don't we mutate it ourselves? <laughs> Oof. That was oh my god, we'll discuss when we get back. Uh, 16 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night, Real America's Voice. Um, I, I'm not even sure where to start with that. I, I saw that break tonight, right before we came on the air, and I, and I just happened to um, watch the first 30 seconds, and I heard the guy say, well, why don't we mutate it ourselves? And I, and I just it stopped me in my tracks, and I said, oh my God, I have to get this for tonight. So we prepped that really quick. Um, from Project Veritas, but I don't even know, Paul, you want to take first crack at that? I mean, it's like uh, human life is like they're playing it like it's a board game over there. Let's like change the pieces out. Let's see how we can all, I mean, how do you even, where do you start with that?
5: You know, the, this just goes back to what we've been saying here. You know, the, you know. wait, let me get this straight. You want me to trust the government to take your drug and follow your rules because you care and most of all, you want me to trust a, a big, giant pharmaceutical company Company that can care less about anybody. I mean, do we, I mean, how much, how long do you have to live under a rock to not believe for a second these corporations will will take their mother's eyeballs out of their head for a buck? And Directed so people, evolution. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? I mean, this is the stuff we've been saying here. This is why. This is why conspiracy theorists like us, like me, are constantly they the the follow the money is. Oh, you're a wacko. You can't just follow the money. Why? Why? We know how greedy and how sick these people are. They'll stop at nothing to make sure I hold the numbers and, 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 and to get as much profit as possible. And, and the race to wealth has doesn't matter how many human lives they destroy in the process. They don't care. There is no such thing as pain and suffering for sociopaths. They, they don't even know it exists. They can't feel it. So to me, this is just. Part for the course, and I'm just glad that that guy was on, was he on a blind date, it and he was like so it. horny that he would spill the beans, he would say all these top-notch, high-end secrets that this guy is, you know, like, this is a perfect example, right, Rick? Right, yeah. Guys because, guys because, are so uh, horny, they'll do anything to, to get in bed with somebody, and this right. is, and, you tell me that?
2: And Veritas so. uses this this tactic perfectly. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's a guy on guy, girl on girl, girl on guy, what have you, he, yep. they use the honeypot because the honeypot is a very easy, it's tried and true. Why change, why change the formula? It works every time, no matter what. Like Sex no Panther. Matter what.
5: Right, exactly. It works, it's like Sex Panther. It works 90% of the time, 60% of the time.
2: Right, exactly. But, but what I loved about what he said, and Damon pointed out as too, is the word play that they use. And it's something we brought up last week, is you have to ask the right question, and you have to use the phrase that they use, or else they can deny it. If you say, are you doing gain-of-function, Pfizer goes, we don't do gain-of-function. But if all of a sudden now you go in and you say, "Do do you do directed evolution, now they're busted, because there's proof that they do it. It's something in their vernacular, it's in their vocabulary that they use. And now they have to own up to it. Before that, as long as you don't use whatever they call it, oh, we we call it scrubbing your shoes. Oh, okay. But if nobody knows you call it scrubbing your shoes, then you can you can do you can deny everything. Hey, are 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 you uh, are, are you making these things lethal to kill people? No, we don't do that. Are you sure you don't do gain of function? We don't do gain of function. Then you find out later it's called scrubbing your shoes, and th- in this case it's called directed evolution. But it's the same thing. And this is this is this is how they do it. And this is how they get away with it. And this is how they can go in front of Congress and say, yeah, we don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. That would that would not be uh, something that we do because they don't because it's not under their vocabulary. They change the vocabulary. They change the words to fit what they want to do because they don't think anybody else is going to know what they're talking about. It's code. And it's, it, it, it's run rampant. That, that's how, you know how you, Paul, the, the, um, with, uh, who's the kid that got killed, the uh, DNC kid? I forget his name.
5: Uh, Seth Rich. Seth Rich.
2: Between him and the, they did searches for documents. Oh, we don't have any searches for documents. You know why? Because they misspell his name by a little bit. They did it with James Comey. Instead of writing Comey, C-O-M-E-Y, they write C O R. N-E-Y. Now, the computer looks at C-O-R-N-E-Y. They, it doesn't see Comey. It, says, it sees Corny, right? Because the computer only reads what you put into it. But if you glance at it, it looks like Comey. So they can get away with making these little mistakes and be like, yeah, we ran a search. We don't have anything from Comey. Oh, look at that. Meanwhile, you know it's bunk. Because then later you find out, two years later, oh, it turns out we had, uh, had 10,000 documents. Really? How'd you have ten thousand documents, and how'd you have how you have an entire file on a kid named Seth Rich, who nobody knew? But meanwhile, you guys seem to have his entire life at your disposal. Yep. It's like the Matrix. It's like Mister. It's like Mister. Anderson being approached in the Matrix by Mister. Smith. It's it's just insane. And is, this guy is, it's is demonic, is yeah. what it is. It is and, and I was gonna say, I'm glad this guy got busted. Oh what, what will happen from this? I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't see how this can't – this This, doesn't grab everybody's attention.
5: This is where you hope that that civil war within the FBI, the patriots step up and emerge because, I mean, there's so many good guys. I mean, this is Exhibit
1: A in whatever trial is to come, right? I mean, this is Exhibit A. This is what we do to boost profits, he said? Yeah. We're thinking, why don't we mutate it ourselves?
5: Now this is just one guy. Think about what really happens. How high up is this guy on the food chain? Probably pretty up there. He sounded you know, right, like it, right from the yeah. title sounds Yeah, sound yeah. Like it. That's a um, true title. Yeah, he's pretty Pfizer up there, but he's direct, not-
1: I mean, um, oh, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. I'm just going to. I'm pull just up saying, his he's just,
5: he, but he's not at the like he's still low lying fruit. They'll they'll crucify this guy. Oh yeah, but this guy knows enough to know you know, not to say this stuff out loud. And and there he went, just popping off. And
1: Oh, he said, don't tell busted. anybody. Yeah, don't yeah. tell anybody. Oh, yeah,
5: don't tell anyone. Meanwhile, That's we're a on a blind date. <laughs> I, I swiped right, so I'll tell you everything about the... like. You know what I mean? This Jordan
1: right. Trishan Walker, Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and MRNA Scientific Planning. That's his title. Think
5: about this. Think about what a child that guy is. Think about what an immature goof that guy really was. And he's got such a... Look at the eager, goofy face on this guy. I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, this this is what's running Pfizer. They can tell you why they can't make an honest buck because they got morons in there.
8: Exploring
1: mutating the virus ourselves. I still can't get over that line. We thought, why don't we just do it ourselves? Huh?
5: Excuse me? (laughs) Well, I wish he just would have said, well, we don't want to kill too many people because they are potential customers, you know?
2: Well, that, that's that's what the government does, right? They cause a problem. Reaction, solution. And, and then they come riding in with a solution. Hey, you know what? Uh, Joe Biden does, uh, oh, look look at this. Oh, we got a problem over here on the border. Oh, let's cause the problem, right? The border was doing pretty good before he got there. All of a sudden, now there's a huge problem. Now he's like, oh, you know what? The, we we can do something here. We We can solve this problem. Let's give everybody amnesty. That's their solution. But it doesn't actually fix the problem; it exacerbates it. Why? Because they like the problem. The problem makes them um, makes you need them.
5: If there's no so, problem, you don't need them. Yeah, crisis reaction solutions be going on for a very long time.
1: The thing is, this is not the first time this has been brought up. I found an issue of Science magazine from last February with that article entitled "Lethal Mutagenesis as an Antiviral Strategy," and basically what they wanted to do was was mutate. A treatment bacterium that would change the virus to kill itself, whereas this Pfizer's case, they want to use to turn it into a money-making scheme to have something they can control. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you this: the early, the early feedback of what I'm watching on social media is—I is, mean, we're probably the first ones to show it because it literally just came out. I mean, it literally just came out, and we ripped it and prepped it as fast as we could. Uh, if some of the early returns here that I'm seeing from people. Um, there's no way this is just going to come and go.
5: You know, D, this is a perfect example I've been saying about Veritas and Tom Fitt and Judicial Watch. These these watchdogs are the last bastion of of honest, you know, real deep-diving, fearless journalism. And that's why, you know, that's why I, I give a few bucks every month to both of those places, because I feel like they've earned it. I feel like they deserve it, and, you know... I, <sighs> You know that's why, like you know, let's talk about it maybe on the other side. But that's why watching this Stephen Crowder Daily Wire nonsense it really frustrates me because, there's, you know, there's, it's you know it's just business, and I don't think that laundry should have been aired out there. especially when we're all fighting the same war. I mean, we're donating our time here to do this show just to help any you know anyone and anyone we can. You know, I want you know we want to try to share as much good information and create a strong community as possible. And we're doing you know so little compared to what those incredible people are doing. And you know, and they're under the major spotlight. So, you know, if you, five bucks, ten bucks a year, if you can throw it out there to them, I just think, you know, I just think they des- they've earned it. I-
1: yeah. Um, who had Pfizer doing gain of function research on their two thousand twenty three bingo card? <laughs>
5: <laughs> we've
1: uh, we've talked a lot about Fauci and what was going on over in Wuhan. Who knew it was right here underneath our uh, our own uh, our yes, own nose?
2: Exactly. By, by the yeah. people who are going to supply you with the cure, don't worry—we've got something that'll
1: fix that right up. Yeah, we're going to have nature figured out before nature has it figured out, right? Don't you know?
5: Oh, boy. All right,
1: back on a Wednesday, we'll get into some other things. We'll do sports when we get back. We'll continue to follow the, the fallout from Project Veritas's work being released tonight on Pfizer, and we got a bunch of stuff to get into. Live from Studio Six B, we're back right after this. 30 minutes past the hour live from studio 6b on a wednesday night james o'keefe on twitter video now blowing up the internet pfizer director on camera saying they are mutating COVID 19 virus to increase infectiousness unreal that is not what we say to the public people won't like that don't tell anyone just a couple of the quotes Mm. from that video that we just showed you um, and he is right. It is going to blow up the internet, and it'll be it'll be fascinating to see the feedback, especially from Republicans uh, in the House who have subpoena power. Now,
5: you know, what would be and, more uh, fascinating to me, Big D. What will be the left saying? Oh, he's always going after uh, you know the same old people, and you know the the left will find a way to vilify him because they'll have to admit that that Pfizer and the Vax was a mistake from Jump Street, but they can't admit it. They'd rather mm. they'd rather. They'd rather die on their on their hill protecting their ideology. That's what I believe will happen.
1: They'll probably, um, they'll probably the circle, they'll probably circle the wagons around Pfizer. If I had to guess, yeah. Tell well, us that we good. have we're misreading it or we're mishearing.
5: Yeah, well, it was context? Atac- yeah. Oh no, it was it was selectively edited. We'll hear that the whole time.
1: Yeah, something like that.
5: It was directed editorialism.
1: Yes, they'll come, up with, they'll come up with some words. <laughs> um, all right, let's do some sports, then we'll get back to this, and we'll get to some news as well. Sports, sports is sports, sports, sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell, MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. And here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Emerati. What's going on, pal? I've
3: been looking forward to lightening up the show just a little bit. Boy, that was heavy that first half hour, but good stuff, Big D. Well, we got to go to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Come on, let's get down to Fort Worth, Texas. And the only good thing that's happening in Texas after that terrible cowboy loss <laughs> is the Audios. I'm there. How all is right. it
1: you work that into
3: everything? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm slowly getting moving away from that. I'm like that boat is let ship is sailing, I should say. But yeah. let's go to the Dickies arena, <laughs> shall we? Or
2: it's better yet, it's sinking. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sinking all right. It's well, like
1: Delgado with Paul Pelosi. You just can't get away from it. I will not let him go. <laughs> yeah. Did you see did you hear the judge said the video has to be released?
3: Yeah. Ooh, look at Ooh of time.
8: Right, we- <laughs> Come on in.
1: Come on here we go. In. Can't wait to see. We're just that.
8: naked in here. Come
1: on
2: in, everybody.
1: Uh, Pelosi to him. Come on.
2: <laughs> you know, he, he probably saw two cops show up and he
3: thought they were strippers.
2: <laughs> Where's the boom box? Don't you guys bring a boom box?
3: <laughs> All right, fellas. Can we quit horsing around and get back to the rodeo here? Let's go. Bareback riding. Speaking of horsing around, we're in bracket three, first round. Ben Kramer, 88, 85 and a half points on Andrew Rodeos. You never. $1,760 is what the winners are getting in that round. Steer Wrestling. We're in also bracket three. Taz Olsen, 4.3 seconds. That's a good score. Team Roping. We also have around bracket three. Ren Richard and Jeremy Bueller, 4.6 seconds. Saddle Fire it up, saddle it up. Jake Clark, 86 points on Andrew Rodeo's Gypsy Rose and tie down roping. Let's see, we got Tom Krause, not Tom Cruise. Don't get crazy, Rick. And he's going to tie with Richard Newton, 9.3 seconds. Bow racing, we know bow racing. I love the bow racing, you know that. Uh, we're going to get into that as well. Jordan Briggs, 16.58 seconds on a good score, 1760. And last but not least, the granddaddy of them all, Bull Riding. And that is uh, no qualified rides in the third round. Second round was just in the Woodward 86 and a half points on Pickett Pro Rodeos Outlaw 4,400. They pay a little extra for the bulls because they gotta you know travel and bring them around and all that. But total payout on this rodeo 959,000. And usually it tops over, so this will probably break a million dollars by the weekend when it wraps up. So that wraps the rodeo for tonight. Let me get you over to get a couple of quick scores in. We got NHL action right now. The Islanders right now trail the Senators two zip up in Ottawa. Six to go in the second. The Rangers continue to roll. They're up 2-1 to one over the Maple Leafs, two minutes to go in the second there. Hurricane Stars, Blue Jackets, and Oilers, as well as Canucks and Kraken, they're all dropping the puck between 8.30 and 10, respectively. And NCAA men's, a couple of games in action. Uh, Xavier and UConn, in a good one, Big D. That's number 13, Xavier, versus number 19, UConn. We're talking top 20 here. It's uh, 78-76, Xavier on top with two and a half to go in the game. Uh, we got uh, Houston over UCF. That's number three, Houston, also playing well. 63-52, 11 to go in the second. And Tennessee, Rick DeVols, they're up over the dogs. They're beating Georgia 55-30, to taking care of business, about eight and a half to go, looks like, in the second half there. Butler, Providence, Mississippi State, Alabama, and Texas A&M versus Auburn. All coming up at 9 p.m. All those tips. We'll keep you updated on those scores as well. And uh, NBA action. Want to mention one game. My Philadelphia 76ers. Well, they're hosting Ben Simmons. You know all the drama about Ben Simmons being traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Well, they're back in Philly. First game Ben Simmons has played with against uh, Joel Embiid and his former teammates. And the Sixers right now have a they have a nine point lead, 61-52. But you know NBA, that's a game of runs. So we'll see where that ends up. But 7:17 to go in the second quarter over there. And, uh, well... Let's see, we got, uh, let me give you a little update on the Australian Open. Tommy Paul wins All American quarter and faces Novak Djokovic next. This is ESPN News Services from Melbourne, Australia. Tommy Paul, the 25 year old who was a star in the juniors and now is making good on that promise in the pros, used a 7 6 6 3 5 7 6 4 victory over 20 year old U.S. player Ben Shelton to reach his first Grand Slam final and his 14th appearance at a major. As a bonus, Paul's mother was in the crowd for the biggest victory of his career. Paul said his mom, the flight after he won his fourth round match, then went straight from work to the airport to make the long journey from the U.S. And uh, I wanted to say she does a lot for him, and you know, I'm very proud for the mother. But uh, Paul's next opponent will be the 21-time Grand Slam singles champion Novak Djokovic, who uh, overwhelmed number 5 seed Andy Rublev, 6-1, 6-2, 6-4, after dealing with a worrisome left hamstring. He's been battling that hamstring in his first two matches. Djokovic has been on quite a roll. He has won his past 11 sets and dropped a total of 26 games in that span. As he chases his 10th championship in Melbourne. The other sem- uh, semifinal f- is Friday, and that's Stefanos Tsitsipas against Karen Khachanov. And the women's semifinal Thursday, 3.30 in the morning will be uh, Victoria Azaranca versus Alina Rabakina, and uh, Rina Savalanka versus uh, Magda Lynette. Those are the women's finals. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Eight to go, Big D. So uh, here we go. The Aussie Open should wrap up over the weekend with the finals, so that'll be good stuff. Do I have time for one more, or are you Yeah, you got plenty of time. Go ahead. All right, one more. Well, the great Floyd Mayweather to take on Geordie Shore star Aaron Chalmers in London Exhibition. Floyd Mayweather will take on Geordie Shore star and former MMA fighter Aaron Chalmers in an exhibition fight at the O2 Arena, beautiful place, in London on February 25th. A knee injury meant that Mayweather's original opponent, uh, Muay Thai fighter um, Liam Harrison, had to uh, withdraw from the bout. Chalmers, who stars in Geordie Shore, England's equivalent to, get this one, U.S. reality show, Jersey Shore. So <laughs> he has stepped in to replace them. I can't believe that I haven't seen that show yet that version. Anyway, Mayweather said on Instagram, different face, different name, same results. Hashtag London. We are still rocking and rolling. You know, Mayweather has a 28.5 million followers on his Instagram account. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So uh and Mayweather, who's now forty-five years old, retired from professional boxing in 2017, but has returned to fight exhibitions against YouTube stars and competitors of other fights, and Charmer retired from the in MMA in 2021. And the battle is a series of fights that are going to be coming up on TV with reality stars. I know Big D gets very excited about these bouts. He just can't wait to watch them. And that's a wrap in sports, (laughs) Big D.
1: Back to you. You know, speaking of followers, Elon Musk today on the Tesla uh, investor call after the earnings came out said somebody was questioning his... uh not his popularity, but something, uh, you know, his decision-making and people looking up to him. And he said to the person on the, on the call, he said, well, he said, uh, last time I checked, I have 127.5 million followers, which makes me think that I'm somewhat likable. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's a pretty
1: good shit. And then the guy in the call went, okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> next,
9: please. <laughs> so
1: that uh, was, uh, was pretty good. Um, all right. Thanks, uh, Kirk. We'll do some more sports. Let's do some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Nope, I, I, I cannot hear Paul. What? Cannot really? hear? No, there he is. Now so no I can. There,
5: there you go. So I'm going to put this. I'm going to start this one with the uh, "You can't make it up" file. Controversial expert is appointed the Biden food panel after claiming that obesity can't be treated with exercise and a good diet because it's genetic. She'll now tell Americans what to eat. A hmm. uh, member of the Biden administration's panel set to determine new dietary guidelines for Americans is receiving backlash for her comments on obesity. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford, an obesity me- medicine specialist um, at Mass General Health in Boston, was appointed to the 2025 Dietary Guideline Advis- Advisory Committee. By the way, doesn't that sound like a pile of bloated government nonsense just, yeah. in, just in its title? Sure does. Just Talk about bloated, huh? Um, I like to cut through the fat on this one, but sorry, it's like I'm trying to steal from your uh, shtick. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, the appointment received backlash as it comes only weeks have she downplayed the value of diet and exercise and weight loss in the interview with 60 minutes to start the year. So good news. Good news. The uh, White House continues to hire very competent people.
1: Yeah, and they won't be happy and they won't stop till they tell you not only what you can eat, but what kind of house you can buy, where you can buy it, what kind of car you can drive, what kind of material you can use on your roof, what kind of uh, yep. stove you can have, what kind of dishwasher you can have, what kind of um, how long you can run this, how long you can run that, when you have to turn this off, when you have to turn that off. Until they ha- have their hands into everything, having to deal with your life, they will not, they will not stop. So just yeah, another... Crackhead, yeah. crackpot mm-hmm. in, the, in the ever bloated, as Paul n- mentioned, uh, government.
5: You know, so there was a story in Reuters. I wanted to send the video, but I'll just give you a quick brief, briefing on it to your point. Uh, in China, when people are now buying cutlery, their barcode is engraved in their cutlery so if it's ever used as a weapon of any source um the person who bought that cutlery will be charged it was a really interesting video it was uh, a story i believe in wall street journal or or reuters i i don't remember which but i couldn't send the video to g in time but maybe i'll send it tomorrow it's Hmm. it's gross so um but you know if they can get that here they'll they'll have it here you know that all right so germany now is sending 50 tanks to ukraine to fight Russia and will train Ukrainian troops on German soil. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Germany's officially in the f- proxy war of the West versus the East in, uh, against Russia. So Germany on Tuesday said it would train Ukrainian troops on German soil and send uh, Kyiv 50 uh, Gepard anti-aircraft uh, tanks marking significant policy shift for Berlin. Um, from uh, the Prime Minister, um, the Fe- Defense Minister, yesterday, uh, yesterday we decided, Germany will make a delivery of Gepard anti-craft tanks to Ukraine. Uh, and they went on to say, working together with our American friends and training Ukrainian troops on artillery systems on German soil. And U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin applauded Germany over a significant decision to send tanks, stating those systems will provide real capability for Ukraine. So, you know, we got that work. And I, I think this means World War III is essentially. Um, it's yeah. on. It's game on. It's at least on. we're
1: in an unannounced war. We're effectively in an unannounced war with Russia. I mean, is that safe to say at this point?
5: Yeah, that's essentially essentially what we have here. I, I'd you know, join we, you on that hill, sure. Wait a second. Who are we fighting? Okay. It's <laughs> funny. That article, Go by the way, it's you know. It's from Business Insider, You know, part of the corporate mainstream. You know, it goes on to say something to the effect of, you know, it, it, in this wonderful act of benevolence as Germany joins to help the Ukrainians who were unexpectedly and unprovoked, uh, an unprovoked attack from Russia. And I just I just think that was like me saying, you know, when I was a little kid, I remember taking a big stick and bashing a a, a hornet's nest and running for our lives as kids. And I'm like, my father's like, idiot, what would you think was going to happen? <laughs> Yeah. You dumb dumbass, you got what you deserved you know you, you you break that NATO agreement with Russia you had to expect the sociopathic Putin was gonna react somehow right I mean we did they expect there be no reaction for this yeah I don't know man I don't know I can't stand the way it's framed
1: do you um <clears throat> do you think they feel confident our our allies and our um when they talk to Biden and he, and I'm serious about this. I know he laugh about it, that he can't remember who the secretary of defense is. He can't remember his name. He can't remember the name of the department. This is not the first time he's done it. Like, does he do that on the phone when he's talking to them too? And they go, okay, well, <laughs> who is I, I had a long I, conversation I, with, um, what's his name?
5: I think someone. everyone knows. Guy over here the to
1: country. my left that you can't see through the phone. Does right. that make him feel comfortable? Like they're dealing with somebody who's really got it together. They gotta be thinking, uh, okay. Are you guys sure about this decision? Because you can't even like tell me who made it. 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Sick Rick's going to do some more sports. Delgado's here. Paul's going to do some more news. Geo Fran holding it down, as always. Uh, Lots to get into. Let me just hear that one more time, G. Cut one. Get that pumped up one more time, just because I I don't know. (laughs) I, I I just wonder how people around the world, when dealing with this guy, if he does this while he's on the phone with him, roll that.
4: The Secretary of State, and the Secretary of of the uh, of uh, uh, the military, I'd uh, be behind me. Uh, are uh, they? They've been deeply, deeply <laughs> involved in this uh, this whole effort. Armored capability, as uh, General Austin will tell you. Speak. Uh, uh, no, he's not the Speaker of the House. Been critical. <laughs> I mean, good lord,
10: is that brutal? Brutal. Yeah, but don't worry, he's. Got it all together,
5: and then
1: he—I guess he got—he got. Let me see that he got asked some questions here. Uh, you know, Ron Klein. You know, we haven't talked too much about the fact that Ron Klein is leaving, and yeah. of course, the media will, of course, again circle the wagons like they do. no oh, you know, at least these people don't last that long in government. That two years is enough. Ron Klein is about as close to Joe Biden as one politician can be. Ron Klein, if you remember, sat on that um, C-SPAN scientific. Uh, board back when trump was in office and when they were asked about what was it mers or something back on when he was vice president with obama uh what was it or the what what did obama and them deal with not mers sars Um, was sars or was it uh, whatever it was i can't remember he said well we were just lucky because there was a bunch of nice people (laughs) all trying to do the best things and they just couldn't screw it up anymore if they tried
2: We were, he said we were lucky we didn't kill a lot of people. Yes, and we're yeah. just lucky yep. that it
1: wasn't a virulent um, disease we were working for, or the, you know we would have killed everybody, with 100 million people dead. because God knows no, nobody was saved because of what, what Biden did, and he was in charge of it, I believe. So that's Ron Klein. He feels that comfortable talking like that about Joe Biden. He's about as close to him as, that, as can be. It, the fact that he's leaving, don't chuck it up to um, Oh, his time is just, you know, he's going to move on to bigger and better things. Because this is what Ron Klain does, is defend Joe Biden. Be there for Joe Biden. So the fact that he's leaving now, as all of this is happening, is, is no small side note to all of this. Uh, cut 2G, roll that. Thank
2: Mr. You. President, any response to the Pence disclosures of classified documents?
7: Sir,
8: are the searches of your homes completed?
0: Mr. President, when is Jeff sign starting as your next chief <laughs> staff?
1: No, I have to not, this is uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. That's his worst. You know,
3: yeah,
5: same thing. Same thing. Yep. He didn't even
1: look like he could almost get to the door there. No,
5: right. No, he no. Honestly, he looked. Uh, he looked like looked that like door. he could fall forward at any time. Uh, I bet he's well, not just sleeping. turned to dust. he probably not sleeping. He just well. splintered to a pile of dust. That's what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> he's so frail. All
1: right. Speaking of the press briefing, when we will get in there in a second, John Kirby was in there, and I think Ducey took him to task. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's the clip we have, but I know Ducey. Um, Ducey had some kind of back and forth with him today, but just in other news that I can get to here. Um, and this is interesting. I'm to get you guys, I want to get the audience's take, and I want to get your guys take, uh, Facebook, which of course also owns Instagram announces today that they're going to now allow Trump back on the platform.
5: How generous
1: meta has announced that Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts will be reinstated. Trump was banned from the platforms, uh, after false falsely claimed he incited the Capitol riot on January 6th, 2021, Despite, any lack, despite lack or any evidence that Trump was in any way, shape, or form involved with the riot in May 21, Facebook's oversight board upheld that ban. The accounts will be restored in the coming weeks, since, says Nick Clegg, president of global affairs at Meta. According to Clegg, the reinstatement will come with new guardrails in place, Oh, thanks, to, d- to deter repeat offenses which include heightened penalties for repeat offenses, penalties which will apply to other public figures whose accounts are reinstated from suspensions related to civil unrest under our updated protocols. Clegg added, in the event Mr. Trump posts further violating content, the content will be removed and he will be suspended for between one month and two years, depending on the severity of the violation. Well, So I just, I kind of get a chuckle from the people who say are already now saying that there's some, conspiracy thought to this that the you know trump's polling numbers are are quite good right now and with everything going on with biden obviously that helps every day as well and now you're hearing the well, this is uh convenient that they're deciding to do this right now he's announced his poll numbers are up so give him full reign to go out there and just absolutely go hog wild on social media so we can tank those uh tank those numbers and I don't buy any of that for one second.
2: You sound like a conspiracy theorist.
1: Well, no, I mean I see tweets about it from people <laughs> who I respect and read all the time. He
2: he should, you know what? He should be. Uh, wow, that's great, thank you. But no,
1: no, I don't think. See, I, I and I disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. Now let's get the we'll get the audience involved here. Our friends on Getter. I I love the fact that conservatives are building alternatives to these left wing. Um, owned businesses but you ha you cannot run for president we talked about this in 2015 when this show was only me and vin and how he was gonna he was gonna reinvent how people spent money on social media and that's exactly what he did you got to go to where the people are you cannot be where there's a where you cannot not be on twitter where there's a billion people i just don't think you can i don't think you can
5: well, no, I think you're right. I, th- I think you're right. But I honestly think if he wants to be effective with it, he should, you know, constantly. He said, look. My Give the first half of his statement and constantly hashtag Facebook sucks, FB sucks, uh, free speech rules, <laughs> free speech, you know, Facebook, no, doesn't, free. he should hashtag them in every way and then say, follow the rest of my tweet, click the link to True Social right. and just keep promoting his own site yeah. through that platform. Don't finish the tweet. Give the first half of the tweet with all yeah. kinds of endlessly yeah. hashtags, like all yep. kinds of trolling towards Facebook and just keep on beating it down because Oh, I can't say Facebook sucks? Why not? Oh, I'm, I'm banned for that? You guys just dug your own grave. Right. That's what yeah, I would do. I would use it I would use it as a tool and a toy.
2: That that's that's a great strategy. Again, you 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 know, you kind of giving them, "All right, yeah, my, my account's open. Um anybody on Facebook, you can follow me there. Just click the link through the because I'm not going to I'm not going to post anything on Facebook. I'm going to post a link where you can see what I wrote over here because I don't want you to spend time on Facebook. And that'll 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 be great for getting more exposure to Truth Social, the Marlago of social media.
10: Yep.
1: Yeah. That's I right. mean, I don't think it's that's trademarked. I don't think it's um, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think he's got to be where the people are, though. So maybe that's a way to do it and see how effective that is. Yeah. Um. But uh, we'll see. But uh, he'll be reinstated, and we'll see. He he said, and I think Cash Patel also said he doesn't think he's going to go back, but. Um, we'll see All right, uh, listen up here friends everybody knows at some point here especially with the way the world's going you may need emergency food but there are still people who keep putting it off if that's you listen up My Patriot Supply new sponsor here on the show a new sponsor to Rav Uh, My Patriot Supply is offering a new lower price on their popular 3 months emergency food kit this food is what you'll need to have on hand in the coming months when the supply chain continues to break down and all you have is one week's worth of food on your shelves, you wish that you had grabbed this food ahead of time. Now you can and save $200 on each kit that you need. Go to preparewithrav.com, preparewithrav.com right now to get this discount and make sure your family stays well, uh, stays well fed in the worst case scenario, if the worst case scenario becomes reality. Each kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunch, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Get at least one kit per person so you don't run out. Your family will love this food, and you'll be the hero who got it. Go to preparewithrav.com. Save $200 per kit. Act now. You won't regret it. Uh, Preparewithrav.com. Go there now. Check it out. Preparewithrav.com. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday, Hour 2. Coming up, Slick Rick's got sports news. We'll get into some other, um, other things good for Kevin McCarthy so far. Let's give credit where credit's due. We'll get into that. Studio Six B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Paul Nolan's doing the news. Rick Delgado's here. Geo holding it down as always. Want to say hello to everybody in the Getter chat tonight. Fired up on there. Good to see everybody there well, again. Want to thank Cash Patel last night for a great interview and David Zier for making it happen. That's posted on our social media today. Make sure you follow us on our social media. And I'm back on Truth. Look at that. One night with uh, telling Cash I couldn't get in, and bam, I'm in. <laughs> So wow. uh, back on Truth, posted something there today as well, finally. So we're back there. Uh, follow us on all our social media, at LFS6B, at LFS6B. Did a good video on the update on Maricopa County and some of the shenanigans going on there. If you haven't seen it, it's on our YouTube. It's on Getter. It's on Facebook. Check that out. Um, so the Biden document scandal, let's talk a little bit about this. Because I see this article today that senators got a briefing from DNI which, of course, used to be where John Radcliffe was, who was fantastic there. Now the Director of National Intelligence is Avril Haines. And, um, well, she briefed the Senate Intelligence Committee regarding the classified documents found in the possession of Joe Biden, Mike Pence, and Donald Trump today. This is Nicar- Nicarama in a Red State today. But perhaps saying briefed is maybe not quite correct. She went in and said something to them. But it sounds like every single congressman who came out of the meeting, including the Democrats, were not happy with what they were told. The Biden administration failed to come across with the documents that they (laughs) wanted to see and evaluate in their proper oversight capacity how much NASA security may have been compromised. According to the ranking member on the Intelligence Committee, Senator Marco Rubio, the briefing by Haynes was very unsatisfying. Quote, I think I speak for every member of the committee. The position that DNI is taking on this topic is untenable, Rubio said. He said they're stonewalling the committee, plain and simple. It cannot be their answer uh, is, quote, we can't tell you what was discovered until the special counsel allows us to tell you. The information we're asking for has no bearing whatsoever or would interfere in no way with any criminal investigation. The chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Mark Warner, was also very frustrated. He said, quote, I'm very disappointed with the lack of detail and a timeline on where we're going to get a briefing, he said. He repeated what Rubio had said, saying that the Biden team wasn't coming across. We're left in total limbo until somehow a special counsel is designated. It's okay for us to be briefed. Well, that's not going to stand, Warner said. All things will be on the table, Warner said, to ensure that we get access to Trump, Biden, and Pence classified documents. There's a sense of frustration that justice is preventing the committee from hearing what they need to hear, Senator Roger Wicker said. Wicker said he didn't buy their explanation. I do not buy it. I absolutely do not buy it. This has to be resolved. Senator Tom Cotton said the Biden administration needed to stop stonewalling. Cotton said they needed to see the underlying evidence to perform the proper oversight responsibility. He said the various DOJ investigators and investigations should not stop the Biden administration from letting them see the documents. He said that the special counsel investigation could take years. And meanwhile, he needed to judge whether national security had been compromised. Was there um, methods? Uh, sources and methods the source on how they got it and the methods of who gave it to them they want to know cotton said he would slow down all nominees to inflict any pain necessary on the administration over its stonewalling we should not be fast-tracking nominees whether they're in the intelligence community the department of justice the department of agriculture until we have access to these documents cotton said Maybe while he's saying all this, he could tell us why he voted from the omnibus bill. By the way, I got an email from a viewer saying that she wrote him letter after letter after letter, day after day, till he finally responded. If I have time, I'll get to that, because his answer is uh, bogus, if you ask me. Uh, as we saw earlier, even the National Archives is stonewalling the House Oversight Committee when it comes to the Biden documents, although they certainly were running their mouths off when it came to Trump. Congress needs to start bringing all of its powers to bear to get the Biden team to come across from subpoenas to compelling testimony to doing anything else that we can do to make sure they comply. When both sides of the aisle are saying it's unacceptable, you know it's unacceptable. And you also know that it isn't because of the Trump documents that they aren't coming across. It's because they turned over the Trump documents. Now they got to turn over the Biden documents. I'm guessing that's what the big problem is. Hmm.
2: That's the cover-up.
1: Exactly right. And just to finish my point when I went to a commercial saying bravo so far to Kevin McCarthy, because so far, call it what you will, we all don't are not in love with Kevin McCarthy and everything he's done, for sure. But if we saw this Kevin McCarthy that we've seen for the last 48 hours or even call it the last two weeks, we saw this over the last 10 years, that vote wouldn't have taken 14 rounds, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin McCarthy is doing what we talk about all the time. If we don't start playing ball on their playing field, then we're never going to win at anything. And at least for now, that's what he's doing. Put your foot on their throat when they're on the ground. And that's exactly what he did to Akeem Jeffries today. Um, watermelon head and um, bang, bang with the fang, fang. And good for him for doing it. And good for him for handling that reporter yesterday too. And he, was, and he was fiery today when asked about it as well. And so was Steve Scalise. And this is, this is how you win. You give them the respect they deserve, which is none. And you tell them, yeah, you did it to us, guess what? We're doing it to you. And not, none of you belong anywhere near any committee. Not Swalwell, not Schiff, and certainly not Omar. You barely even belong in the damn house. You should be expelled from the damn house, all of them. Schiff for being a leaker and a liar. Swalwell for dating a Chinese spy for God knows how long. And Omar being a American-hating, Jew-hating um, brother, marrying, yeah, get out, all three of you. Yeah, that's that's what should happen, Minnesota. So, so so far, so good. Now that could change, obviously, at any moment. But so far, so good. But it sounds like not so good on this um, on this briefing, and and really, who can be surprised with Mer- Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice and all of, and all of what we've heard, what we, we know so far?
5: Right. Well, what's interesting uh, about go ahead, Paul? I was going to say Jean Pierre had a good clip. I was going to do that story. I don't know if you guys had her clip, but boy, she uh she was she was her, her talking about how how good Chef and Swalwell and Omar are because. They bring so much.
1: They bring so much to the intelligence committee. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, Swalwell will bring the Chinese. That's what he'll bring. Uh, Yeah.
5: Right. Omar will have her entire, uh, you know, jihad of, of, you know, of of radical Muslims and, and their anti Israel stance. I mean, she's been so hateful to Israel to the point of like, I can't believe what she's gotten away with and still hasn't been crucified. I mean, it's, I mean, she might be the most anti-Semitic person I've ever. I mean, she's a full-blown Jew hater. I mean, this she's, is she, she
1: is a Jew hating Marxist. That's exactly it, right. Yeah, and the Democrats circled the wagon
5: for her like today. It's Incredible! It's disgusting. I cannot believe that they have not distanced themselves from her. I mean, she has said huh. some of the most abhorrent things I've ever. They you know, hug
10: her. They Shuma, bring her right?
5: in. It's. It, I don't understand that
2: <laughs> while while she's while she's ready to stab them in the back, they're hugging her. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's an amazing it's a, it's an amazing dichotomy to see. It's but, a mitzvah. But but going back real quick to the to the Biden documents, you know, we were talking about it yesterday. uh that that arrest of that FBI agent McGonigal. Um, and I'd mentioned I I heard the first part of the Bongino podcast from yesterday. Okay, I I listened to the rest on my way home last night and a little bit this morning, and then he had more today on his other one. There is a reason why I get sucked in with stuff like this is because his background as an investigator, mm-hmm. he's been able to pull out all of these things. And he's got people, you know, he's got people on the inside. He says, I've heard from some people. He goes, I made some cer- certain statements about uh, Biden being a foreign agent. Um, and by that, he means, you know, lobbying and doing things for the benefit of another country, not not like a CIA guy, uh, but but and getting paid money for it. And that's what Biden Inc. is all about. Where, you know, he's tying all these people together. He references his book where he mentions his name and then he pulls up these articles from the New York Post, I mean, from the Washington Post and the New York Times that kind of back up everything and how they connect all these dots. And man, it is, he said he was getting messages today uh bravo spot on you nailed it that's exactly what's going on
1: did you see tucker's segment on uh, the email from miranda devine's very fine article that i told you about the day it came out in the new york post about no. that email that clearly did not come it came from hunter biden but clearly right. he did not uh write oh, the
2: it. one with all the details yeah, with of, all the points on uh, how Ukraine it, it, stuff? It, yes yeah and, and and you know that's something we've talked we talked about this months ago like how did how did hunter biden have access to classified material and and i guess that email exposes it because it mentions things by detail that are not hunter biden like you said he doesn't write those kind of emails they they, they have all those other emails which are you know very short hey blah 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 this one is you know it was almost like a copy and paste off of okay here's what we got
5: boom 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 yeah chat gpt write this for me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. A, it did, wasn't exactly someone you know he wasn't like lighting the pipe and then okay so strategically here here let me type this out here here's what we're looking at no that's no no one's buying that so
5: it's a great constant so I right. sit here and ponder <laughs> the future of well, well, the political landscape yeah that's why he's always in his underwear with a scarf
2: on because he's he's thinking <laughs>
5: it's
8: like how yeah, can I put this deal those, together right. those deals. Right.
2: the
5: flamboyant <laughs> Hemingway yes <Yeah.
2: laughs> he runs down the street I think I've cracked the case i know how to do this instead of whiskey it's crack
5: (laughs) yeah
1: um all right let's do a little sports here and we'll do some more when we get back and uh sports is brought to you by mike lindell and my pillow who i watched today for a little bit at the rnc deal uh, and he was good uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow
3: uh, LFS 6P is the promo code Slick Rick what's going on alright real quick one here here's a legend I absolutely love George Foreman files countersuit after sexual abuse allegations Doric Sam of Bleacher Report boxing legend George Foreman has filed a countersuit against a woman who accused him of sexual abuse when he was uh, she was a minor 45 years ago per TMZ Sports Foreman says his accuser stepped outside the protection of the lawsuit when she detailed her allegations in a November news conference in August he was sued for allegedly grooming and abusing her and another girl in the 1970s. Former, Foreman's counter suit states the allegations are entirely fabricated and there is zero corroborating uh, evidence in the form of documents, photographs, letters, or witnesses to support false claims against Foreman. He added that his accuser is hoping that the passage of time will excuse her complete lack of evidence. Foreman echoed his allegation from July that he was a victim of extortion, saying that his accuser demanded $12 million to stop her from going public with the details of her lawsuit. Suit. The 74-year-old is seeking unspecified damages and said he has suffered from anxiety, sleeplessness, worry, shock, and humiliation since the news conference. So last night we talked about Mike Typhon and tonight... Big George Foreman is, is getting back in the ring and saying, hey, let's go here. So I hope it works out for George. It doesn't seem like that kind of guy. I mean, you, you don't know. I mean, 40-something years ago, it's a long time. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Big George until proven otherwise. And uh, that's a wrap in sports. Big D. All right, we'll from do Big some George more sports here
1: when we get back, and we'll do news. Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. over Birch Gold are the Biden administration's New Year's gold of tax and spend and tax and spend and then turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings I'll bet they are when you finally had enough of the games government's playing with your savings in retirement diversify into gold with Birch Gold tired of your money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington well for over 5,000 years gold has withstood inflation geopolitical turmoil and stock market crashes And of course, the best news is you can still get your hands on gold. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word America, send it to 989898. That's the number to send it to. Send the word America to 989898 and claim your free information kit on gold. 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Birch gold can help you protect yourself with gold today by texting America to the number nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight and a plus rating with the better business bureau, thousands of satisfied customers and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free information kit. There's zero obligation, zero obligation to make this request. All you have to do is text the word America and send it to nine eight nine eight nine eight, and get your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Let's do some sports. And here with that is the man Slick Rick Rick Emirati at Slick Rick sports, on Getter, on Twitter, on Truth Social. Rick Amorati,
3: what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, we'll get some scores in the last segment as things develop, but we're going to talk about a scooter belonging to Guardians manager Terry Francona recovered and returned. And it wasn't that slow of a news day today, Big D, but i got to get this in. Zach Wasink of Yard Barker, The story of the missing scooter belonging to Cleveland Guardians manager Terry Francona has a happy ending. Tom Withers of the Associated Press reported Wednesday that Cleveland police recovered the scooter Tuesday night. It was learned on Tuesday that somebody stole Francona's scooter from outside his downtown Cleveland apartment this past weekend. Um, Cleveland Police Spokesperson Sergeant uh, Jennifer uh, Siasa had said that surveillance footage was being used to track down the culprits and the ride. Francona routinely rides his scooter to and from Progressive Field, also located in downtown Cleveland during seasons and is often spotted by fans. Uh, the then Cleveland Indians once released a bobblehead that featured Francona and what's become a well-known mode of transportation. It's always good to be able to say Cleveland Indians. It's right in the news here. But um, anyway, Frank Cohen has got it back, and he had a good year this year. He earned his third uh, American League Manager of the Year award after he guided the Guardians to a 92-70 and regular season record and the AL Division title. Cleveland defeated the Tampa Bay Rays in the wild card round, but then fell to Rick Delgado's New York Yankees in the Division Series, and the Yankees didn't do anything for that. That's another story. Okay, moving along. Franklin Graham Roots for openly Christian 49er QB Brock Purdy. What a nice story. Thomas D. Williams, PhD of Breitbart. Probably the only place you're going to see these kind of stories. Celebrated evangelical pastor Franklin Graham said this week he is rooting for the San Francisco 49ers for the first time since Joe Montana was quarterback, thanks to the overtly Christian witness of rookie QB Brock Purdy. Congratulations to QB Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers on their win last night over the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, they, were, <laughs> they are now just one game away from the Super Bowl, Rev and Graham. I didn't read this all the way through. <laughs> did you know, yeah. I lost Oops. my slick, ricks, you know, uh, pandemonium on this, but. <laughs> In addition to being a super talented football player, I love the fact that Brock Purdy is so open about his faith in Jesus Christ. Graham told 10 million Facebook followers. Purdy told the media that his secret is being a faith-based guy, so that uh, that's how I stay grounded. So at the end of the day, I know that I'm not defined by the wins or losses as a person, Graham noted. I haven't rooted for the 49ers since Joe Montana, but I'm pulling for them now, Graham concluded. Um, Purdy was uh, nearly overlooked during the 2022 draft process and was finally selected at the very last pick of the season. Season, earning him the dubious title of Mr. Irrelevant, a nickname coined in 1976 for the final pick of the yearly NFL draft. Uh, he began the season as the third-string quarterback after injuries to both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, left Purdy as a slaughter. I talk about a fortuitous uh, moment for the young man. Purdy is unbeaten his last seven games. Yeah, he defeated the Cowboys last weekend. But the rookie has made no bones about his faith in Christ. That yeah, well I got to report it like it is. That that under undergirds his athletic activity and personal life. Every time I play, no matter what happens, I want others to see God through my actions. Purdy said. Every time I step on the field, I want to bring Him the glory. Even when we lose, I point to God and thank Him for the opportunity. He said, everything happens for a reason. Well put. It's all a lesson from the Lord. It's a game. It's not a life. And after last Sunday's win, San Francisco will go on to, go on to play Philadelphia next Sunday for the NFC Championship. So you know we may have another Tim Tebow in the making, a modern day. Tim- Tim Tebow, because he was also a man of great faith that a lot of uh, a lot of our folks that watch the show absolutely loved, and uh, we love Tim Tebow. But this gentleman's having even bigger success. I mean, Tim did, had a little run with Denver there in the playoffs, but this is this is big stuff. And Niners could very well be in a Super Bowl. The limelight will be on this gentleman, and he'll really be able to you know show Christ in a, in a good way. And I tell you, I'm, I'm Rick Slick Rick's a big fan of that. And that's a rapid sports. Big day. Back to you.
1: All right, Slick Rick. Thanks. We'll do some more sports. I believe. Um... I believe Franklin Graham said this week, and somebody can look this up and tell me, because I don't have it in front of me, but I believe I'm correct, that he said that he will not endorse President Trump again.
9: Not
4: mm-hmm. true.
1: That seems, seems, um, seems strange. Very. So I I think, I think I did read that, and uh, I, I need to know uh, more about why.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, I see it here in the Hill. Said he won't endorse Trump in the GOP GOP primary
1: race. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, <laughs> does he? I mean, does he have uh, somebody else that he's <laughs> seen, no? Like, as, a matter,
2: on... as a matter of fact, it answers that question right up here. It's like uh, Franklin Graham, longtime supporter, former uh, former President Trump, will not endorse Trump or any candidate in the 2024 GOP primary. He says, "I'm going to stay out of it until after the primaries are finished." That's hmm. it said it was an easy decision not to endorse someone during the 2024 primaries, and he doesn't generally endorse primary candidates anyway.
5: So then so. keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. What do I say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. I mean, give you them not know, nice to say, don't say it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, just why point out that you won't do something if you're not going to do it for anybody? Just like you said, just maybe not say anything. Well, right.
2: pr- probably because they asked him. That's possible. Awesome. Hey, real quick. I just saw this to break on Twitter. Not sure. I didn't click on the article itself. I grabbed the headline. No, it says UK becomes the latest country to ban COVID boosters for under 50, under 50s. So if you're you under the age of 50. all my
5: stories tonight. Holy. Oh, dude, I'm you sorry. You got two and you got three. That's all right. I got That's like thirty to stories up. today. <laughs> no, I, I like I said, I just yeah. saw the headline. No, well, well, you yeah, do the, the story, story now,
1: Paul, if you have it. It's time for news. And no, no, no with go the ahead. News. Stay
5: with it. No, roll with it. Honestly, it's not. No, a I, big, have I have it. so much here.
1: Okay, so let's do some. It's time for news, and you can either pick up on this story or do something else if you want. what well, here. Hear.
5: Well, I wanted to just point out, well, I'm, let's just change gears here because sure. Simon Dunn, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's one of the greatest rugby players in Australian history. He's an Olympian. Just died suddenly at 35. This guy is oh. Jack Diesel in perfect health. you got to see this guy. He's a brick. You know what house? Uh, he just went down. An 18-year-old player in, um, I believe, it was uh, um, New York, uh, ad- athlete in uh, upstate New York, just dr- died suddenly uh, at an intramural practice. So I just want to put that out there. That keeps happening everywhere. Um, so uh, I just, uh, I figured I'll get those. I'll give you the brief version of both those stories. You don't who's need the, the details. Um, who's
1: the rugby player, Paul? His, his, his
5: name? name, yeah, his name is um, Simon. Forgive me, Simon Dunn. He was like, he was iconic and like, he was just loved. Like he would be like the equivalent of like a Marcus Allen would be here. Like he was just a guy that everybody liked, everybody loved. Um, Says here
1: he's bobsledder, Australian Olympic bobsledder, Simon Dunn.
3: It's
5: a story we had last night. Has I ran died that last suddenly
1: night.
3: at the age of 35. Yeah, I ran that last night in sports. Yeah.
5: Oh, you did do it yeah. last night, Rick? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's, no
3: that it's, it's amazing. It's really it a rug, story.
5: You know, he was an Australian uh, Olympian and he was a rugby player. You know, so anyway, he was just a real loved guy. And uh, sorry, though, just like I didn't know you did this last night. I apologize. No worries. Um, I, I, uh, just real quick, President Trump, did you guys read? Did you guys read this last night? Because I was here. I don't remember this. he had his uh, answer to Meta. This was his True Social tweet last night. Facebook has lost billions of dollars since deplatforming your favorite president, me, has just (laughs) announced they're reinstating my account. Such a thing should never happen again to a sitting president or anybody else who does not deserve a retribution. Thank you, True Social, for doing so much of an incredible job. Your growth is outstanding and future unlimited.
1: All right, twenty-six past the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Wednesday night. More news when we get back, right after this. All right, live from Studio Six B, thirty minutes past the hour. Well, twenty-nine minutes past the hour tonight. A little different uh, break schedule tonight. Uh, Paul's doing some news, we'll do some more news here in a second. Rick Delgado's here. Amarani's doing sports. Geofran holding it down as always. I'm going to get to a couple of clips of um, well, a couple of different descriptions of how hard it would be. Think about the amount of stuff we know Joe Biden had spread out all over the northeast. How hard it would be and how hard it is for someone who's not the president, who's not the executive branch, and that would be everybody, obviously everybody else. How hard it is to it would be to get um, classified documents out of a skiff, and what that process would be like, and somehow Joe Biden was able to do it not only as a senator but as a vice president as well. So uh, a couple of clips on that, uh, but let's do some more news first and hear what the news is. Paul Nolan, what's going on, Mr. Nolan?
5: Well, I'll keep these rolling along quickly. Um, European Union has given the green light for two more species of insects. To be used for human food, uh, as of Tuesday, a powdered form of Echita domesticus*, Ooh. better known as the house cricket, That's yummy. will be given a green light for human consumption in the European Union, and it's soon to be followed further approval for the sale and consumption of a larval form of Alphabetois diaperonius*. That's right, Slick Rick, (laughs) diaper-onious. You get to eat this, and you fill in your diaper, and it's onious. Uh, Also known as the lesser mealworm. So, guys, that's good news. There's uh, all kinds of new food coming, so don't worry about supply changes. Where's this from
1: so I can follow up on this, make sure I get these in my uh... –
5: this is in Breitbart. Ah, oh, OK. So I think I, I'm just I'm hopeful. Um, so that's it. Oh, real quick. Uh, the Washington Post has branded uh, DeSantis a full blown white supremacist. Oh. This is a cute little story. Um, this is the uh, statement from uh, Jennifer Rubin, the Post columnist, I believe it was. She said, Florida <laughs> Republican. Uh, Governor and presidential aspirant uh, Ron DeSantis had made a name for himself by harassing black voters, setting up systems to to sue teachers for teaching race in ways that might offend whites, singling out the LGBTQ plus LMNOP community while gagging teachers and engaging in extreme gerrymandering to reduce the voting powers of minorities. He's now gone full-blown white supremacist. from. The Washington Post yeah. opinion. So I think you guys. Jennifer Rubin, Rubin belongs in a street jacket
1: right next to the uh, girl who's retiring from New Zealand. The two of them should be on a uh, on a boat together somewhere into the middle of the ocean. That's where the two of them should be. She is absolutely nuts. Yeah, well,
5: DeSantis,
1: can, DeSantis <laughs> continues to raise the bar on every one of these subjects that the Republicans have universally failed on. When it comes to education and when it comes to healthcare, the two things that he is leading that no other red state governor is leading on pushback on the healthcare and pushback on these education, um, maybe as our friend Cash Patel would say, these education gangsters who are running our public schools. And he's doing both. And his speech the other day about why he wouldn't approve this black history course when it had nothing to do with black history and he took it on point by point by point. It was fantastic. So he continues to raise the bar and lead the way in places that uh, Republicans just can't not trip over themselves on most of the time. So Jennifer Rubin, please, yeah. come on, get out of here.
2: I, and you I, know what's crazy about uh, DeSantis? For some reason, I got, I jumped on MSNBC yesterday because they always want to take a look at what they're doing. You didn't
1: feel good? You want um, to try to get it up?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I, was feeling, uh, I was feeling like a loser. Yeah. Uh, so I went over there. Felt much better about myself afterwards. Um, but almost every story on the front page yesterday was a direct shot at Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was a couple Trump stories, which of course you know you expect. They they still have it, uh, but DeSantis is strictly now their number one target. It seems like because.
1: Yeah, because he won't. He's cede, making too much sense. He won't cede to the left what Republicans have always ceded to the left. Yep, Like yep. education, like health care. That's why.
5: Like job discrimination in the NHL. Yeah. That that that, that racist policy that they employ, they'll, they'll employ anybody but white people. Right. Yeah. That, because
2: because they, they keep trying to Florida. kind of meld that line between culture and politics. And if they can break the culture, then they can introduce it politically. You know, as you see with the trans ideology crap. Let's face it, maybe, maybe, maybe she's just a tomboy. She is six, right? She likes yeah. to cl- climb trees with the other boys. That's great.
5: Doesn't
1: right. make her a boy.
5: Just makes her a really athletic little girl who just right. loves the roughhouse.
1: Um, a couple of <sighs> things here in response to um, some of the things we've talked about tonight. Daniel Horowitz on Twitter, how many more people need to die before it's fashionable enough for Republicans to call for the suspension of these shots? We know it will happen. There is no doubt. The deaths are reaching critical mass, but do we really need to play this game for much longer? And I'm assuming that's in response to the Project Veritas tonight as well, or maybe not just overall he's saying it. Um, You know, speaking of shots and craziness on mainstream media, it's time to do crazy town. And um, I'm not even going to set it up. I've already set it up enough. Uh, Roll it.
10: You know, yesterday when I was talking about uh, uh, getting COVID and and, and should have gotten a fourth booster shot, a lot of these freaks go, oh, fourth booster shot robot. No, listen, here's the deal. Moron, (laughs) if you get a flu shot, What do you do? Do you go to the doctor? Oh my God, you want me to have a 50th flu shot? No. You get a flu shot every year. Right. And as we're finding out with this (laughs) pandemic, it lasts six months, maybe a year. So yes. Yes. Put on your big boy pants. Put on your big girl pants. And if you want to be healthy, I don't care if you don't. That's your business. Smoke cigarettes. Do whatever you want to do. Stay up all night. That's the correlation. That's fine. Be unhealthy, your choice. What a my concern here, though, and let me bring in Reverend Sharpen, because we've talked about this. Oh, oh, this oh great. The authority. There, there you go. Where people say, <laughs> oh, well, it doesn't it work go- because you, you've got to keep getting booster shots. The thing is, you're always trying to build up oh, your immunity. Look at this guy. And people are still dying hey, from COVID. Hey, you out of the is casket. a crisis right now? <laughs> well, for the people who are dying of COVID, yeah. It's a crisis. Is it as bad as it's been? He's no. Too.
1: Perfect example but of what four boosters will do to you. Yeah, when I didn't exactly. want to
10: get flu shots, you're not just doing it for yourself, Joe. You're, you're doing, doing it for, it for everybody, everybody. Will it stop you from getting the flu? No, but it'll make the flu that you get a little less intense. Same thing with COVID yes, boosters. Yes, thanks. Will it stop you from getting COVID? No, but it will make COVID less intense. Something I said yesterday. <laughs> But this and misinformation thing exactly. keeps getting spewed out there. And unfortunately, the I guess weakest, Reverend Al's not going to talk. And perhaps <laughs> the least educated <laughs> are the Holden. ones that fall prey to these stupid lies. And I call them stupid lies. They don't call things, a lot of things, like, just out and out stupid unless they're objectively stupid. And you look at all of the science, so you look at all of the medicine, oh my goodness. it's straightforward. All right, got to go to commercial. It's, uh, it, it, Al. its We've had... How many people have died from COVID?
7: I've lost track. Yeah. We, I will have to look at that. The yeah, but she but was lying to
10: you about that, saying no, oh, it was actually they <laughs> broke their ankle and died from it's a broken so ankle, and it, was, it, was, it <laughs> So, Rev, this disinformation <laughs> it, 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 it it afflicts all communities. Uh, at the beginning, it, 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 it afflicted people of color more. Now we're finding it's afflicting white people, the, the disinformation. Really? Uh, oh it, it's boy. a real danger. In, and so now Kevin McCarthy's oh promoting goodness. this BS. He's like, why am I here? They're not let People me are going to die because of
4: it. <laughs> it's <a word>,
3: going <laughs> <laughs> to right. they just crawled out of the casket. He couldn't talk.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. Joe Scarborough. Wow.
2: That was, a, that was a great appearance there, Reverend Al. You, you know, sometimes less is more. <laughs> Holy moly. You know, I met him once.
8: Great.
5: I did so. Uh,
2: it, it was one of these things. It was like I was walking around the corner. All of a sudden, Reverend Al came walking, punched me in my chest, fell on the ground. I'm like, Reverend Al, why you punch me in the chest? He's like, oh, sorry. I thought you were somebody else. Uh, no.
5: Ain't it's- no Martin Luther <laughs> King punch you in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <but laughs> it, it was kind of funny because I usually one don't one. get, like, you know, wrapped up with celebrities and stuff. And, like, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't have this big thing of pictures and all that stuff. But he comes bouncing into the studio. I'm like. It was almost like a cartoon. I'm like, you're right now. Oh, let me grab a picture with you. And it was it was before it was before like you know iPhones and everything. So it was somebody on their very small like flip
1: phone, I never got the
2: picture. But I just thought it was funny because I'm like, I, I never do this. But eh, it was kind of cool.
1: I have a, have a You decided he was the one you were going to set the yeah, standard he, he for? Yeah, he
2: was the one. I was going to be like, you know what?
1: Now I'm going to get a picture with this guy.
3: It's so, like my uh... picture with Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I have a picture with Gavin Newsom. You could have a picture of Pocahontas. You didn't take that opportunity.
2: I know. I, I saw her in the park and yeah. not in the parking lot, in the airport. I was yeah. going to run up and grab a picture with her. Right. I
5: didn't. So I got a story for Al. And my dad was a city cop. And do you guys remember the Tawana Torn- T- Brawley scam? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He wrapped us up in a garbage bag and put mm-hmm. dog poop on it and all yep. that stuff. And they said it was a racist act. So my that was my dad's precinct. And uh, years after that, my you know, my dad then became a teamster he's just a real blue collar guy. And he has some choice words for Al during that time. We're at a Yankee thing where we're in like this luxury area where we're eating at a table. He's eating at the table next to us. So we're oh. drinking beers. We're laughing it up. We're having a great time before a playoff game. And dad goes over to say hello to Reverend Al. And me and my brothers and friends and cousins were like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. What is he going to say? And next, you know, Al, Al's high fiving them, they're laughing and yucking it up, and I'm, I'm like, thank God, that could have been the worst day of our lives, we're all locked up. And my dad said the stupidest thing to Al, because I, really, we were really scared, but he was, he was a gracious guy, and my, my dad was pretty salty, and uh, it was very, very frightening. So, <laughs> frightening, <laughs> frightening. And we really thought he was going to say something about Tawana Brawley. Oh, remember huh We really thought it was coming. Maybe he was just getting some hair tips. Well, my dad did come over with his hair straight up after that. Like, <laughs> like Don King. No, that was Don King. Look at like Don, Don King. King.
1: <laughs> Joe uh, Scarborough thinks uh, five boosters are yeah. no problem.
5: Yeah, I was. love how he makes fun of the people who uh, make fun of the people, you know, with the, oh, yeah. you took five boosters. Yeah. That's yeah, really, that's wrong. where you're going. Yeah. yeah. You you want to be unhealthy. Smoke cigarettes. him right. Vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. Go exercise. How about Lose a little stretching? Weight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Build up your immune system. Um, drink some, drink some yeah. orange juice. Exactly. a right, couple things, G. Let's get to in the press briefing room. Cut three. Uh, roll that.
0: There's also been bipartisan uh, outrage and frustration over the last few days that there are just more and more disclosures of classified documents showing up in places where they were not supposed to be. From a national security perspective, you work in national security. How concerned are you, and does the system need reform? I'm going to defer
9: most of the document questions to Corrine. The only thing I oh, can say here is. Oh, okay. She's that, like, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, Thank you. are yes, welcome. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, the, obviously, the President, you've heard Green say he takes the treatment of classified material seriously. I can assure you that everybody here does too. Sure. And the National right. Security Council Absolutely. staff deal with classified material seriously. every single day. You have to do that. We all know what the rules are. We follow the rules. Oh. Um, Except for um, And uh, and the procedures exist well, for a reason. And they've been developed over many many years um, as the nature of classified material has changed. Uh, now to, to now include electronic uh, capability. Um, and so I, we're, you don't
1: take them seriously. You might. So far, as far as we know. Although, who knows? Maybe you've taken something out to lunch and brought it back too, without the proper disclosures. Um, here's Peter Ducey today in that same press briefing.
10: John, how hard is it to walk out of a skiff with classified material? Good question.
9: Everybody who goes in to a skiff <laughs> uh, knows what the requirements are to go in, um, and knows uh what the requirements are to go out um you you know there's you can't bring personal devices in and uh you certainly can't uh leave uh with uh material unless that material is appropriately secured
10: and usually what happens to someone in the chain of command if they do leave with a piece of classified material that they're not supposed to have or that is not secured
9: I, i think uh if it if you do it inadvertently, or you do it and you realize you know you don't have it secured in a lock bag, or you know you you, you self-report, <laughs> which is exactly what the president did, self-report. Yeah. Um, no, but didn't. you self-report and you uh, you make sure that uh, uh, that you get the material back secured where it belongs, um, and that you're transparent about it.
1: Yeah. 14 years later, he was transparent yeah. about it. He self-reported. Yeah, self-reported. Exactly what he did. 14 years later, but who's counting? Our live from Studio 6P, a couple more things when we get back. Right after this, more sports, more news on a Wednesday. The hour live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Slick so Rick's doing sports. Paul's doing news. Delgado's here. GeoFran hanging out as well. Holding it down as they always do. Our friends on Getter are all fired up. Good to see everybody in there. Getter seems a little wacky tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers seem a little, I don't know what they're doing, but uh <clears throat> all of our all of our friends are in there though. I see Hammerchuck in there. She Either gone twenty-four. Nick 387. Jeff 3076, hello to everybody, God's dog. Ant, Steph44, we got a couple yep. of
5: good ones in there. Yeah. We got Dude I... Mom in there. Dude Mom, you rock. Blaster Nation, Ultra Dark MAGA.
1: Texas Grandma, Hammer Chuck, I think I already said. Scubers 2, where's Dr. G? Doctor, Oh, Dr. G, I can't tell you what she's working on. The
5: oh. Quiet Assassin in that Big room, stuff. GRH. He's always got a l- lot of quips. I think the Zen, oh yes, I think the Zen was
1: in there before as well. Yeah, Carefree Largo's in yeah. there, of course, as well. Uh, Hello Carefree. everybody, Hemi. Yeah
5: broke spoke
1: spoke. what's going on broke spoke blaster nation american heroes everybody's in there um usa
5: join ultra
1: yeah rd says the uh, the counters, counters way off Way off, way off. I think we're at like yeah, 20,000. I think we're at like 20,000, Slick Rick. Yeah, remember? I was thinking,
2: 30. oh
3: man. <laughs>
2: you might have to show the pants every too. night. They, <laughs> you got to show the Every
1: <laughs> night,
3: <laughs> they're a shoe in for another. Get them number. up
1: there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, speaking of Slick Rick, let's do some sports. And here with that is Slick Rick. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell. My pillow. If you're shopping for Valentine's Day, which some of you have now told me you are, and send me some pictures of some of the things you're buying, and I appreciate that, use our code LFSXP at checkout. Slick so, Rick, what else is going on in sports?
3: Well, you know, I got to tell you, I got a call from the Zen Master last night. He was talking to Harry from the Himalayas, and I you know Harry he passed me the phone over, and I <laughs> talked to the Zen Master. He a little upset with me, believe it or not.
1: When did this happen? Last <laughs> night, when
3: we were at America's Warehouse, you and I—you were doing that, that you were doing that live chat. And booyah, you lost that with the uh, the power. Ah, oh, my dropped.
1: phone went dead. Terrible. I had the greatest—the the live chat last night was so fun, dynamite. I just did it off a whim. I was like, you know, people need to see this place yep. to believe yep. it. Yep. And, of course, my phone, as it is right now, because I don't know. Someone stole my charger. My phone was dead before I got there by the time I drove there. Uh, my phone was almost dead, so I can only go live for a little bit, but it was uh I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize the guy, this.
3: The guy said, Damon's got no juice. <laughs> <laughs> because he's always on there doing TikToks. Yeah, it was good though. That was good. Did we Joe was there, we had a lot of fun stuff. So, TikTok
5: dances. He's can very we, good.
3: Can we Can we stop burying the lead here? You talked to the Zen? I did and the Zen told me that he was upset. He says I owe money. Yeah, apparently he laid a couple of coin on my Dallas Cowboys. You know, mm. he did admit that he put some money on them Monday night when I was here going nan- bananas in Harry's office. But uh, <laughs> he took he he, he drank the Kool Aid from Slick Rick, and uh, now I owe him money. So uh, oh, you I spoke sp- to the Zen, huh? He, yeah. No. Oh. Right yeah. behind my back. Very good. We were reminiscing about old times, you know, Denver Broncos, and, you know, we was a big Denver fan. and uh, we That's had the first fun. time you talked to the Zen? No, I've had a conversation with Zen uh, oh. a while back. You know, Harry's usually the intermediary. You know, I, I have to go through wow. you for everything.
10: Hey, know, Rick, but... when did you want me to uh, set up your uh, purple phone there in front of you? <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right. I'm going to have
1: my
2: own mind. What's going on Zen. here?
3: <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get him to come to Rick's New York. We're going to end around, around Big D here to get to the Zen, sounds like. I want to buy me a big steak dinner, Big D. Come on. Even nice. Ed Henry's chiming in, like, what the hell's going on? Oh, Ed Henry. Yeah, I know. Ed's coming <laughs> in now in two weeks. Ed's coming in, right? We've got
1: to Ed's bed. I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I guess past past Luke Rick is bedtime. setting it up. I'm setting <laughs> it up.
5: What'd say, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> got to be past Ed's bedtime. He's not in the chat right no, now. No, of course
1: no. not. Are you kidding me? He's got kidding better things me? to do. Um...
5: All right, really so Greg, let's do some sports. sports. All right, let's get to some <laughs> scores. NCAA
3: men's basketball. We got right now Providence over Butler, 42-26. 18 to go in the second. Uh, Mississippi State over Bama. Could eh, potential upset there, but it's early. Go, Alabama is number two right now, Big D. 38-28, 348 to go in the first. And finals from earlier tonight. Xavier over UConn. Good game. 82-79. Uh, Houston over UCF, 82-71. And Tennessee, Rick, your Vols, they took the Dogs right out 70 to 41 in a rout. So uh, that's the scores there. And we got some uh, NHL action. Maple Leafs come back and beat the Rangers 3 2 in overtime up in the Maple Leaf Gardens up there. And uh, up the Senators over the Islanders 2 1. That's a final. Hurricanes and Stars tied at 2. 10 to go in the second. Blue Jackets, Oilers, Canucks, and Kraken opening the Kraken up at 10 p.m. Puck drop, NBA. No, nobody likes the NBA, but I do, and I'm going to tell you the Sixers right now are up 116-102 over the Brooklyn Nets, visiting the Sixers with Ben Simmons. Simmons has put in 16 points, started out slow, but he's coming on now. 8.57 to go in the fourth, so keep an eye on that. That could be a close game. Uh, and if I have time, I'll get into one one or two quick stories, Big D, if I may. you got time, yeah. Okay. Um, well, Why don't we you got- call Zen and see if he wants to... Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, somebody's a little butt hurt.
3: Okay, let's go. Here we go. I was talking to him while I was drinking some sky vodka. Uh, anyway, white football player who lost scholarship for he's, a try rap. Get, he's trying to get sponsors. Yeah, why that. Not. Sky's the limit. Anyway, a uh, white football player who lost scholarship for rapping the N-word lands HBCU offer. This is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Marcus Stokes, the student who lost his football scholarship when the University of Florida bowed to the woke mob after he was seen on video rapping the N-word, is apparently being offered a chance to play for a historically... Black College. Uh, in November, Stokes posted a video of himself rapping the N-word to a song on his car stereo system, and he was immediately beset by the woke mob for being a white kid rapping the offensive word. The video was only seconds long, but it was enough for the cancel culture to claim him as a victim. The din became, the din became so great that the Florida Gators canceled the scholarship and told him he was not welcome in Gainesville. Uh, the youngster was conciliatory wow. over the incident and did not blame the Gators. I was in my car listening to rap music, rapping along to the words, and posted a video of it on social. Social media, Stokes wrote in a tweet he later deleted. I deeply apologize for the words in the song that I chose to say. It was hurtful, offensive, and you know, he went through the whole disclaimer there. But Stokes had several other irons in the fire at the time, including some interest from Penn State, but it appears all that dried up after the N-word controversy. But sanity seems to be prevailing at last. It looks like the historically black university, HBCU, Albany State University in Georgia, is now set to offer the player a chance to join them in Atlanta, the player told his followers on Twitter. This is a great come for Stokes. He have made. It, he may have made a serious error, not understanding that a white kid singing the N-word would bring the woke mob to his doorstep, but he certainly did not uh, deserve to have his life upended by a mistake. Hopefully, Stokes will now be able to get life back on track in spite of the left-wing haters on Twitter. And he's apparently a very good college recruit quarterback, so we'll see. Maybe we'll see him in the NFL one day hey, uh, and tell that story.
5: That quick? Did you see uh, Deion Sanders' documentary, Prime? where it takes through his uh, HBSU college, where they film him getting to uh, Jackson State, leading the team, uh, turning these young boys into men. It was absolutely riveting. It was, if you love football and you love the importance of good coaching and mentoring for young men, man, I I can't say enough good things about Deion Sanders and the way he instilled, you know, just so much. uh, He empowered these young men, you know, it, it was just incredible. You just, the whole time you watch it and you can't help but root your heart out for these kids who just, I don't know, man. Dion is just so, yep, and just such a like lovable guy, man. He is, he's
3: taking it to, to, to prime time now with Colorado. I think they're going to make some noise in the N in the uh, in NCAA and uh, prime time. Yeah. He was a former Dallas cowboy as well.
4: Well, well
2: he comes um, from a, he you know, something kind of
1: positive
3: a- to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rapid sports big D. Back to you. Let's wrap it up. All right, so, Rick, what were you going to say, Doug Otto? I
2: was going to say he comes from uh, Southwest Florida, and yeah. I know that area because I used to live down there. Um, Miami area, and no, it was actually near Fort Myers, oh, Fort Myers, on okay. the other side, on the other coast. And it wasn't, you know, when Played he was growing Miami. up there, it was a, it was Florida kind State. of a downtrodden area. So yeah, he 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 struggled a lot coming up. Yeah, and he oh, he would always make a point of going back and doing charity stuff, charity basketball games. He brought the Dallas Cowboys yeah. with him one year. It was it was phenomenal to yep. see.
3: Yeah, Florida State, yeah. Pride of Florida State.
1: Hey, one thing I want to get into before we have to wrap here in a couple seconds uh, from the um, Crystal Ball files. Nancy Pelosi and her multi million dollar husband sold three million dollars in shares of Google in recent weeks. Just before, oh, whoops, the Biden Justice Department launched an antitrust probe oh. of the tech giant yesterday. So, you got good timing. That Nancy. I mean, listen, wow. you got to have timing if you're going to be a successful stock trader. Yes. And uh, Madame Tussaud has that. So, good for her. Three million in the bank. Right before Google gets sued by the government. No way she could have known. <laughs>
2: it's called instinct.
5: That's it.
1: Oh, crystal ball, tell me when you should say I say instincts
5: or instincts?
1: <laughs> As always, we salute our military, active and active police firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks everybody on the show. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you. to live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here. Real America's Voice Live. From Studio 6B.